0: The Theonauts, episode 11. The Theonauts Podcast. Christian news from around the globe.
1: In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth.
0: It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings. To search out a matter.
1: Explore the vast reaches of God's Word.
0: Welcome, Theo Nuts. Ooh,
1: Theo Nuts. That was good. <laughs> I had one, it was Theo. Well, actually, that was
0: it. I was think. it? Yeah. Was when it? I walked in the store a little bit earlier, I thought oh, well, Theo nuts. You know, that's Ron funny. said he was Theo nuts in his voicemail. Oh, life.
1: that's right. That that's probably.
0: And then my, my my daughter, you know, texted me and said, "How about Theo nuts?" Okay, so we'll do that. For now. <laughs> so so I, for now, so I'm David Gaddy. I'm Jeremiah Orr. And together, we are the Theo nuts. Awesomeness. Okay, we're starting a new era. Yeah, number eleven.
1: <laughs> wow, it's almost like we're starting over, but not really.
0: But not really. Yeah, yeah. that's great. I, I'm excited. Yeah. So, you know, in honor of us starting over, um, I've added some things to our social, our web intra-web intra- world out there. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying sounding like an old man who doesn't. So you know can Theo
1: navigate the web. <laughs> so you can Theo navigate. <laughs>
0: So um, I added us to Mixcloud.com. So you can now get the Theonauts on Mixcloud as well. They have an app uh, for, huh. uh, I don't know, Android and iPhone. So if you're a Mixcloud guy, you can now find us uh, theo- at Mixcloud.com slash Theonauts. Cool. Also... Um, I know we've got so much voicemail We don't know what to do with
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: But uh, we added another way That you can leave us voicemail You can either call us on the voicemail line Which mm-hmm. is still 972 885 Or you can get us through Speakpipe.com And oh, leave, that's cool. leave Speak us Pipe. a voicemail On there Which awesome. is speakpipe.com Slash Theonauts Cool so, um, well, i tell you what, I've been listening to our friends over there at Finding Christ in, Sim- in Cinema. Yeah. And, um, guys, if you're listening to this, love the show. I'm, I'm just, i just, I love that show. It, and they keep giving <laughs> us shout outs too. So, That's so awesome. So cool. We've got like a, um, a podcasting friend out there. <laughs> a podcast bromance going <laughs> That's on? That's a bromance. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. So, um yeah the uh, they missed a week because one of their hosts uh, Brendan Taylor mm-hmm. uh, went on a mission trip so I can relate oh, to, cool. to yeah. that. you know so uh, so anyway I wanted to give some props to what he's doing he um, he went down to Ensenada Mexico uh, which is south of of San Diego and huh. um, was helping at a children's uh, home an orphanage there called the city of children orphanage and uh, he went down there with uh, the Southside Church of Christ from um, I think that was Winchester Virginia cool and uh, so anyway it sounded like they were, he was doing some really neat things down there it's his fourth time to go down there wow. so they're going down there every year and doing things like uh, helping to build shelters for, for the people and uh, anyway you can you can catch catch up with what he's done over there on his blog site uh, which is the book of Brendan B R E N D E N dot it's a clever name so he talks about what he's uh, what he, what, what, what he's doing over there so. I love all the orphans in the whole world <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. so, so.
1: You all should do a Finding Christ in Cinema on Nacho Libre, because <laughs> I think it's all over. Yeah.
0: Now. So yeah. They're, so as we speak, they're probably recording. They're, yeah. They do it on Thursdays too, and they're doing uh, The Matrix.
1: This, oh wow! This week. So that's a good one to to talk about. I yeah, love The Matrix. So. Well, I love the first movie. I don't know. I think that's what they're talking about. Okay. I'm kind of
0: the same way. It went really south.
1: Yeah. Way too quick after
0: that but it does have a lot of uh, oh christology christian, yeah, yeah christian symbolism and stuff in it mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah i thought that was that was really cool definitely
1: so how was your so, week what did you um,
0: do pretty good uh, i don't know
1: <laughs> you know it went by <laughs> fast it's, it's just blowing by <laughs>
0: Blowing by so fast.
1: Well, I'm a I'm a happy camper. My wife came home. I'm not bashing it anymore. Yay. And, uh, uh She did laundry and dishes, and so I can eat and dress again. <laughs> and uh, everything's great. I'm joking. You've got clean underwear. Yeah, that's wonderful. You, you don't have to go. <laughs> Dig up the underwear you buried right. last week. <laughs> no more McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Everything's good, man. Everything's good. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, let's do a little news. And now the news. Well, the first thing I have up is uh, if if you've been following the news lately, the um, the Sudanese Christian woman that we had talked about that was put in jail and originally was on trial and. And accused of uh, um, what was a blasphemy, and sentenced to death uh, uh, in the Sudan, has been released, but um, she's been trying to get out of the country. And uh, they captured her last night, I guess, again, because they don't want her to leave the country. Oh, wow. And so she's working with uh, people. I'll I'll just read. This is from Fox News. A Sudanese Christian woman reportedly freed again. The Sudanese Christian woman who was detained by police a day after her death sentence was lifted has been freed again, the associate press reported. uh, Citing Miriam Abriams, and I always say her, <laughs> Ibrahim, Ibrahim's attorney, um, Iman Abdul Rahman, he's a fancy guy too, the news agency said the 27-year-old woman who gave birth in prison before a Sudanese tribunal overruled a lower court and freed, freed her um, had been released. She was detained at the airport in um, Khartoum, Tuesday after Sudanese officials accused her of using falsified travel documents in a bid to go to South Sudan. So she's really trying to get out of there. Right. A spokesman for the Sudanese embassy in Washington did not immediately return calls, but on Wednesday told Fox news uh, that she was free to leave if she had proper documents. Miriam is a fr- is free to leave Sudan. She just has to do it legally. Uh, see if Yasin said in an email. So she's free to leave, but she has to do it legally. And I'm wondering what they're holding her up from uh, for doing it legally. But you remember that that story? We that's pretty much just an ongoing. Yeah, saga I'm sure there.
0: there's every little possible. Oh yeah. Thing that they can think of to. To, oh that's not legal you know
1: it's right in. <laughs> so uh, you know that's it's sad. It's, it's going on and on the heels of that kind of like the martyrdom theme we're going with history magazine is actually working with voice of the Martyr- martyrs to do a, a thing on uh, on uh, martyrs and they're claiming that 70 million
0: martyrs have been have wow. happened
1: since the time
0: of Jesus you, you know what we, we should add like a segment on the show. Like a voice of the martyrs type of segment, right? And just give, you know, th- they have stuff on their in their publication that has all these stories and stuff. Yeah. So it'd be cool, like share a story, like just a short little. I segment think it'd be great. In, so. Voice
1: of the martyrs today, that would be yeah, kind of neat. Uh, you know, if they don't copyright us, but whatever.
0: Well, <laughs> we don't have to read it. I mean, the stories will copyrighted. Yeah, that'd be
1: so. great. <laughs> um. Uh, so, But one of the reasons they're claiming that uh, Christians are martyred is because of other Christians. And I thought it was a really interesting little quip, so I'm going to read this real quick. From Christian History Magazine, in partnership with Voice of the Martyrs USA members, focuses on the modern age of prosecution. Uh, Persecution in its newest issue. The publication cites findings by church statistics that an estimated 70 million Christians have been killed due to their faith since the time of Jesus, and that other believers were partly to blame. Founded by the Christian History Institute, the magazine notes that its issue, entitled Eyewitness to the Modern, Modern Age of Persecution, uh, that among the three groups most responsible for persecution of Christians were Christians themselves. Hmm. The publication references information gleaned by the late church that, uh, uh, statistician. Never, statistician. Statistician. Thank you. <laughs> statistician. Whew, big word there. Uh, Stuff. Statistic. That's like five <laughs> syllables or something. All right. Uh, David Barrett and Todd uh, M. Johnson of Gordon Cornell Theological Seminary Center for the Study of Global Ooh,
0: Christianity. Oh, Johnson. <laughs> Sorry,
1: guys. That's exactly who that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, anybody know that we're referencing <laughs> the internet meme? Internet meme that cat. That's so funny. I've been watching that over and over again all week long because
0: Johnson. <laughs>
1: So, anyways, that dude from this, uh, the the uh, Corn uh, Conwell Theological Seminary um, says, in addition to atheist communists and social governments and Islamists and government-sponsored Sh- uh, Sharia law, the publication adds that Christian denominations have attacked their own brethren in disputes over conflicting docu- uh, doctrine. And they were also responsible for persecution of Christians. So of here times.
0: we are talking about unity. Yeah. And this is this is the the flip side. Right. Um, so this is the other extreme. They're going to persecute you for not believing the same way we do. So what are we the Muslims? Christians they, killing Christians over yeah, there? Yeah, it's like the same thing that they do over there. They divide up in all these little right. Shiites and the Sunni and yeah. All you know—they're all at each other's throats, right? Well, I was
1: reading (laughs) a uh, an article about a a small uh, Sudanese place that's uh, divided that has Christian gangs and Muslim gangs killing each other, and you know it's almost like a shock to hear that there are Christian gangs out there that are killing Muslims. There's actually a flip side to to the Christians being Mm. martyred. And I wouldn't call them Christian gangs because they it's truly not. they don't know who Christ is if they're <laughs> killing people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our our definition of Christ is love. Right. And so if we're going to be loving others,
0: why in the world are we killing off other Muslims? What's what well, the- and that's and that's one of the the wacky things about how the world sees religion and how even Americans see religion. Like uh, they remember whenever the big thing was like. Uh, don't call these, don't just say these are Muslim terrorists. They are extremists. Yeah. They're Islamic extremists, Extremist. meaning they, they're they taking their religion to a crazy place. Well, their religion's in a crazy place. Right. So, the, uh, the, they're actually, their holy book, the Quran, speaks of this stuff. Exactly. It tells them to do this stuff. Right. And so, a lot of times, like the media will say, well, it's just like, you know, David Koresh, down in Waco, was an extreme Christian. No, Mm-mm. he was not an extreme Christian. He's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> an extreme Christian, a person who takes the religion or the base, the the basics of Christianity to the extreme, becomes completely nonviolent. Right. And becomes completely passive. Right. Because it's all about loving, putting other people in front yeah. of you and being loving. Yeah. And. So it's like the it's the opposite. There's no a Christian extremist is a, not a danger to anybody, Right. because if they take it to Jesus's right. utmost teaching, they're going to be a passive person.
1: Yeah, and that's a that's a great picture of the contrast <laughs> between Islam and Christianity. Islam is all about holy war. Right, it, it really right. is, and as extreme as we love God and we kill anybody else who doesn't. Right, or we love Allah and we kill anybody else that doesn't. Christianity, on the other hand, says we love God, and because of that, we love others no matter what.
0: No matter what history says. Yeah. Because history has, has, has oh, gone yeah. against that. I look oh, at the yeah. Crusades and, Definitely. and all this sort of thing, yeah. all of this being done in the name of Christ. And it's like, what? I mean, that's you're, you totally have missed the message.
1: <laughs> right. And, you know, it went to the extreme of... I, I don't know if you ever heard of this before, but they would take and put, like, bulbs of holy water on the end of their spears.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Right? And <laughs> so they would break whenever they stabbed the person. So they would kill the person, but their soul would go to heaven. Right? <laughs> that was the whole idea. just so it justified it. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, it's total nuts. So, anyways, uh, that was a shock to hear. that The third largest reason for martyrdom is Christians themselves who kill each other. And, man, that... That just breaks my heart. I can't wait for Jesus to come back just because of that. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, anyways, uh, the last uh, thing I have is kind of a positive one, I guess. Uh, Supreme Court Rules Against Abortion Clinic's Buffer Zone Law. There was a law that was put out to have uh, protesters having to stand so many feet away from the front door of a abortion, abortion clinic. And they've actually... Uh, um, the Supreme Court has ruled against that. They're not uh, doing that anymore there. Um, you can... So this means you can get as close to an abortion clinic as you want. Except for being on their property, yep. <laughs> Which is good, because to me, you know,
0: I'm not about
1: protesting.
0: Yeah, me either. But, I, I don't think that's an effective
1: right. approach. But but if if we're there, and, uh, and I've heard stories of, you know, people... Uh, you know, somebody going to an abortion clinic and their mind changing because meeting somebody else outside gotcha. before they get in. And I think that's great. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting. This whole, uh, argument, I think abortion is actually, um, come under a lot more scrutiny lately than it has in the past, which I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, it's, it should be a hot button topic in politics. Yeah. Abortion to me is, you know, ludicrous. And, um, and the fact that, you know... We're it should to, not be political. No, it That's should be it, sh- it should be law. It should be against yeah. the law to kill anything.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, it's sad. But, uh, so anyways, and I, I figured...
0: But, you know, we're in a fallen world right? and, and we need to address these issues on a personal level, I believe. And, you know, it's like I, I've said before, I don't know if legislation is really the answer. Sure, I want it to be illegal, but it's not going to fix things until we can get into the hearts of people. So right. it excites me that that you're saying you're hearing more uh, talk about abortion because that is where the change really will start happening is right. when people reason that, oh, this is not morally correct or it bothers my conscience or whatever. Because that means change is happening in hearts of people Yeah. versus... Uh, Well, I can't do it because there's some law in the books against it. That's good.
1: Yeah. Um, And how about a little positive story here? Do it. (laughs) (laughs) So you own a coffee shop, right? Yes. How would you like it if – or what would you think about getting rid of all your employees, opening up the the street front, just having it open for a time like, say, 6 o'clock to 2 o'clock in the afternoon – and all everything's self-serve and then there's a checkout stand and people just pay after they get their coffee so it's an automat but not only is <laughs> automat i mean everything's just open to the public this guy is doing an honor system coffee shop
0: oh it's on the honor system honor system coffee
1: shop so like yeah, they go in they get their coffee whatever they want and then they go over and pay for it on the honor system right the guy's trusting that people are actually going to do this and it's amazing. So I'll read the little quip. <clears throat> when David and Kimberly uh, Beak of North Dakota decided to convert an old bank into a coffee shop, they had a unique idea. The store would operate solely on the honor system. The, uh, the Vault Cafe has no cashier employees, but instead solely relies on the honesty of customers to leave cash and swipe their own credit cards. So far, the model has been a success. As Nudorama notes, David Beek says that at the end of the typical day, he's not missing any money. On the contrary, there's usually 50, 15% more money than expected in the till. Well done, we humanity. you should this, give that a try. <laughs> I think that's pretty awesome. I'm just, you know, it kind of reaffirms a little bit of... You know, faith in, in our in our brother man. So right, right. it's pretty cool. I that's, think it's that's neat. a neat idea.
0: Yeah. Well, it makes sense because if you look at, um, the, you know, there's a lot of websites that do that that type of thing. Yeah, where um, like bands will put their music out yeah. there for free download. Right. Or, or, it's buy it for what you think it's worth, right? Minimum of a dollar or something like yeah. that.
1: I'll never forget, Radiohead was the first one to really do that mm-hmm. with their in rainbow, in rainbow CDs and CD. I believe it was in rainbows, it might have been a different one, yeah. but um, and, and it took off amazingly. <laughs> and actually, one of my favorite websites, noisetrade.com, put, yes, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, actually, yeah. put a plug in for them. That's that's really cool. You can either a lot of times, they just want to go by word of mouth. So if you share it through an email mm. to your, your people, then they'll give you the album for free. Or you can donate if you want to do a donation for how much ever right. you think the album is worth. And I've worth.
0: seen some software distributors do a similar thing, too. Yeah. Say, you know, pay whatever you think it's worth.
1: So. <laughs> that's I think that's so neat to uh, that we're getting to that, you know. Right, or we don't have to worry about that. So, anyways, that's what's uh, in the news and uh, across the nation. So cool.
0: Alrighty, let's do some porn. <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to segue that. Let's uh,
1: let's talk about porn. Yes, I, I, I wanted
0: to do an episode on porn um, because, man, I don't, I think now people are talking about it more, but for years and years and years, this has been the silent sin, man, it's been like the thing that you keep this thing locked away, right? and um, all, it, it's, it's now becoming, sorry, my phone went <laughs> off, I'll mute it. It's becoming <laughs> such an issue um, now with the with the internet and the ease of use, you know, to get to porn. And you know, whenever I was a teenager or, or whatever, we could get porn, but it was it was like you know you had to... <laughs> some some guy stole his his dad's magazine. Sneak
1: into the old man's shed, find it behind right. the uh, yeah, the car parks.
0: <laughs> so uh, it was a little bit harder back then, but now you know it's it's at your fingertips every time you turn. Around. Oh yeah. And so um, what I wanted to do is just basically talk about the issue and talk about um, the effects of it. And how we should deal with it, and how we should uh, confront this type of thing as 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 Christians. So, you know, the fact that this that that it is available, it makes me think about um, how many Christians are out there, you know, using it and not in bondage, to it. It. right, enslaved to right. it. Um, because it's not, um, wow. It's one of these things that, that it's, it's hard to see. It's like, I can look at someone and say, Hey, you're drunk. You need to get, you need to get help, you know, but it's different whenever it's a sin that is easier to hide and not to be accountable about. Right. So um,
1: and not only, I mean, is it easy to hide, but it's it's just so ensnaring. Um, as a as a recovering uh, porn addict, uh, you know, I um, I'll give you a, a good story about uh, this. Um, I wasn't even expecting uh, to to get into pornography at all. I had no desire to really. I, I'd never done you know seen anything or until um i uh, it was after i accepted christ after i was a christian i uh, went to college and um i was alone in a dorm room with a computer with internet un- un- uninhibited internet access for the first time ever right. and uh, i found myself uh you know shutting the door and getting alone and spending hours upon hours and just struggling with this whole whole issue and it consumes you it's an amazing thing uh you know it never never leaves your mind never leaves your uh, a thought pattern there's a really good book called wired for sex that explains mm-hmm. this whole thing basically what you what you're doing whenever you're viewing porn is you're actually rewiring your mind uh to get pleasure not from maybe a spouse or uh, intimate an intimate relationship. You're actually rewiring your mind to get pleasure from viewing, uh, this explicit material, right? Right. It's amazing how it works. And so it, I believe it's an epidemic. Um, it's surprising. You would be really surprised to know how many pastors, uh, struggle with, uh, yeah. with this, uh, you know, with this problem. And, and so, you know, it's a, it's a really good topic to discuss because, uh, you know, what, what really goes into uh, porn? Uh, who are these
0: people right. that are doing right. this? And, and well, so. and, and another thing about porn itself is that, for one, it's completely fake. There's, there's no reality really? in it. So. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, the people involved on the screen are real. <laughs> and they're really doing what they're doing. But it's fantasy. It's complete right. fantasy. It's this, is, this is not reality when it comes to relationships and, and dealing with people. Right. And so um, you get locked into a fantasy world. Instead of reality, yeah, and and it is insatiable in that what it, it it progresses and it and it grows in your mind. So, like for example, you might start out being completely satisfied by looking at, say, you know, just the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated or something like that. Yeah, something. Tame as far as pornography, you know, right. it's not. Por- not. So and by the way, consider that. Yeah,
1: so. some people wouldn't, but I would. I would. Uh, if you look up the definition of porn, I would place that. That even even swimsuit, you know, magazines in that definition because it's really anything that you look at and lust over. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you're looking at a hot girl in a in a you know in a thong bikini, it's the same thing as you know you might as well undress her. Right. It's the same thing.
0: And and so, you um, you start out there, right? And and if you indulge in it enough, it becomes not enough, right? Because it's like, well, it's insatiable. That's the thing. It's continually insatiable. So um, and sin in and of itself is that way. Right? Sin is always insatiable. That's and God designed it to be insatiable so that we can find our satisfaction in a relationship with God. That's where we become satisfied. Yeah. And and so sin always leads us through this destructive path. Right. And and so it, when God tells us not to sin and all these these and thou shalt nots and all that, those things are not just there to be I'm God and I'm giving you rules it's also I'm God I'm your father I know what's good for you yeah. I love you I don't want to see you destroy your life Right. and so as you start out it, and it becomes seemingly innocent but then you become unsatisfied mm-hmm. and you you have to get to that next level mm-hmm. and then you have to get to the next level and then you have to get to the next level and it begins to progress and that's why uh, if if what no matter what your particular fetish is, no matter what you, what is turns you on, you can find it. Right. Because they're constantly trying to fill that insatiable, deeper,
1: deeper, deeper, deeper desires. Right.
0: And um, darker desires. Right. Yeah.
1: A good uh, example of this, I have a couple amazing stories I've heard of. One is Nate Larkin. Have you heard of Nate Larkin? I
0: don't guess
1: so. Nate Larkin was a pastor, um, and he's he's a uh, he's a reco- recovering porn addict, and I I'll use that term recovering porn addict because it's just like drinking. Mm-hmm. It's just like any kind of drug. Right. It's it's a uh, what what happens whenever you view porn is. The almost the exact same thing that happens. You're you're making a chemical change in your brain. You're releasing dopamine. You're releasing um, uh, the feel good chemical, right? right? And it's almost like um, you will ch- you will begin to choose that over anything else. Uh, just like um, you know you choose your alcohol or you choose your drugs. So it is an addiction. And uh, Nate Larkin was a pastor, a married pastor who um, the first time. He uh, ever saw anything like that? He was a pastor. He went to Vegas. He was on a trip with some friends. Um, and I believe it was like a missions trip. And he went to Vegas on a mission. And uh, what he saw there just shocked him. But it also heightened his interest. Right. Right? He was disgusted by it, at the same time, enthralled by it. So he started viewing pornography. Um, and got deeper and deeper and deeper into it and, um, to, in his own words, uh, and you can go and you can watch his, I am second video. If you go, to I am second.com mm-hmm. and check out Nate Larkin. It's really neat. But, uh, basically what he says is to where it was Christmas Eve. Um, I was on my way to a candlelight service to do a candlelight service before that. I was also on my way to pick up my first hooker. Wow. That's and, pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. So he goes and he starts having these well, and it, things.
0: that's also a great example of how indicative it is of us to wear these masks, right? Right. I mean, nobody um, can find out, right? Yeah. And you can be struggling with these things and indulging in these things in secret, but on the front side, completely holiness, righteous, blah blah blah. Everybody's seeing <laughs> exactly. one thing while there's this blackness building on right. the inside. So. If he
1: would have you know, if he would have been able to get that out, if he would have been able to share with somebody, he could have put things in his life to change it. And what ended up happening is his wife um, finds a condom that he can't quite explain. Right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And uh <laughs> so, right so, explain that one. Exactly. So she um, she forgives him and then not not like a week later she sneaks up behind him in the middle of the night while he's viewing porn on the internet. And he turns around and she says, you know, I love you, but I don't like you anymore. And I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And so she leaves. And that's when he hit rock bottom. Yeah. And uh, so what happens is he opens himself up, exposes everything just shares everything that's gone on. Um he loses his ministry, of, of course. course. And uh so right. but but what happens out of that is God bursts in him this whole new ministry. So actually, he wrote a book called Samson and the Pirate Monks, which right, you mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah one of the greatest I mean book titles ever, but <laughs> a great book. And um In the book, he explains this whole thing, and he started uh, these things called a Samson community where men meet together and share... Uh, their brokenness and share the truth of what's happened, and it's kind of like accountability. AA, right? Right, right. for uh, for porn addicts, and uh, so it's a really good, you know. There's actually Samson societies in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, right around here. They're they're all over the United States, and See, that's really cool.
0: Right. the 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 thing that that gets me to about this is it's harmful not only to you, but if you are married, it's harmful to your wife.
1: Yeah.
0: Or or because here's Here's part of the thing is women and men see this stuff completely different. Yeah, they uh, that sexual relationship for her is not the same as it is for you as a guy. Right, and and so to her it's about emotion and love and and all of this other. Mm-hmm. There's there's an emotional connection to it, and so there's a deeper betrayal whenever. Right, she realizes that that you're going this other route because she sees that as an attack on her. Yeah, like oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, you, there's no way I can compete with that. that. Yeah. And that's true because that's not real. real exactly. It's not, it, that will never, it will never be like that. Right. And whenever you've indulged in it to, to the point that you've, that your expectation of sex has moved from an intimate relationship to an objectivity yeah. that is uh, domineering and brutal and, uh, and d- d- demeaning. Yeah. And because that's where it ends up going. Right. And that's the nature of sin. It gets darker and darker and darker. You want to know why these serial killers lose their minds and start killing people? Because of porn.
1: I Actually, yeah, I was going to bring up Jeffrey Dahmer. You ever heard his story?
0: I, I've heard you mention the fact that he said...
1: Yeah, I started that, in porn.
0: Right. I actually
1: it. found magazines, started looking at it, get darker, darker, darker. Um, I had a homosexuality
0: fetish. Mm-hmm. Ends up eating porn people
1: right you know and <laughs> wow. that's the you
0: it's, know well i mean there's no telling what kind of weird fetishes right uh, pop up and you know we talked about romans 1 before and, sure. and people mentioned the whole homosexuality thing being there but it's not just uh-uh. homosexuality it says that god delivers people okay. over mm-hmm. to what to to their carnal lust right whenever they whenever they they start going away from him and into this darkness right then uh, what is it Nietzsche said you know if you look into the abyss long enough Mm. the abyss looks back Back into you and and so this is is something that is so destructive and the the sad thing is is that it's so taboo and so unspeakable that people are swimming through this abyss in their own secrecy, yeah, and never They're having the opportunity it. to get the help they need, exactly, to come out of it.
1: And it's you know it's it's killing generations upon generations, uh, and kids now. And the, here's the reality: porn, um, porn as an industry is at the front line of every new technology. Um right. Whenever the ones who drove Exactly. The whenever the video the format. movie you know, whenever the movie was first put out, it was porn was immediately there and innovating new high definition a lot of the reason for high definition is because of porn <laughs> right. uh, to be honest with you, and that's the why we
0: don 't have Betamax exactly <laughs> right The it's, porn industry chose VHS. VHS.
1: exactly right. um and you, you we're you know we're not condoning porn we 're saying it's it's a driving force, and the reason is it's corrupt, but um it's amazing. Uh,
0: There's money and power and exactly. all stuff.
1: Exactly. So every, every type of technology you have, if it has Internet access, is able to access porn. So we don't think about the fact that the kids who are carrying around their smartphones have open access to pornography uh, anytime. Now they can take it into their – it used to be, you know – Back in, back when I was a kid, back in my day, you know, uh, it used to be we had one one computer in the household. It was a desktop. It was a big white piece of junk thing that sat right. in the office. <laughs> and everyone shared and it. And everybody shared it, right? <laughs> and if you were on the Internet, everybody knew it because the phone line was off, right? Do you remember that? that was, oh, yes. I that was back that. in that, you know, dial-up day. <laughs> exactly. Right? Well, now yeah. kids can go into the secrecy of their room or their bathroom. Mm-hmm. And access whatever they want to on the internet,
0: and nobody knows about it. Yep. And it, but it, and even though it's that easy, part of the part of the draw to it is the adrenaline, the thrill, oh, the yeah, the rush, the the fact that I'm doing something that I'm supposed to be doing, and I could get caught, and it would be horrible. It'd be like this horrible thing, and oh, isn't that cool? I mean, it drives. It's almost like why people. Uh, you know base jump off of buildings or right. whatever is because of the the rush and so a lot of that is being supplanted now because right. like in my day that was back in my day <laughs> <laughs> it was that was a big part of it yeah was the, the 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 rush of doing something you could get caught at right but now i think it's been so easy that it's running into a more dangerous area. Yeah. Because now that rush isn't even there. You need something stronger, yeah. something darker. A bigger fix. Whatever, right. The bigger fix in order to satisfy you. Yeah. And, and I think that's why you've seen um, things that used to be illegal are now very much acceptable in the porn industry. Right. Um, because they have to keep going darker. They have to start making it more violent, more uh, just. I mean, people that have never seen porn—if they could see like on the very end yeah. of, of that darkness, it would just be like, "People do this? This is what? This is crazy." For instance, what about um,
1: kitty porn? Mm-hmm. Which is you know, and we think, "Oh, those guys are just so messed up. That's so wrong and so messed up." Well, actually, all it is is. It's a it's a progression down mm-hmm. the road. Yeah. That's that's a stop and, and there's the all
0: these little forks in the road yeah. on fetish you know, yeah. there's things that, that, that you know, that strange little thing right. that gets added into it to give it a new flair. Right. And that strange little thing then starts to progress. And for some people that strange little thing is youth and getting younger and younger and right. younger or whatever. So man, it, it's a it is a dark, a dark thing. Point. So let's talk about um, how do we guard ourselves from this? How yeah. do we get people out of it? How do we stop the secret swimming in the abyss?
1: Well, I, I, liken, I liken it to, as a recovering porn addict myself, um, I liken it to AA. What's the very first step in AA? To admit to that admit, you have a problem. Right. right. And the only way that you can admit that you have a problem is if you go to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And talk to somebody else about it um
0: the very first step is 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 opening up right and listen to me church i mean I mean this. let people tell you yeah without casting judgment right that's the biggest problem, oh man. Definitely. I mean, really, we have to talk about this. Yeah. We've got to share this. We've got to get this sin out into the open. And if you're standing in the pulpit constantly berating people <sighs> and, and knocking people down and scaring them out of confessing it... yeah. Then it's never gonna get fixed.
1: I have leukemia. I have cancer. But do I wanna tell anybody, Oh heck no. No way. Because if I tell somebody, Oh no, they're gonna you're gonna berate somebody for having cancer. Right, right. Well why are you gonna berate them for having a porn problem? It's the exact same thing. It's, There's no difference. It's a disease,
0: it's addiction, it's killing it's our damaging families. And, and and we need accountability. Amen. That's so right. that is the biggest thing. We need to you know, constantly the scriptures tell us, confess your faults one to another, bear one another's right. burdens, whatever. You can't do that if you're being quiet about it. And you can't do that if you're not allowing people to say they have a problem. Right. So first, pastors, you, you need
1: to be uh, open and forgiving and loving. Second, if you're a, if you're a member of a congregation that is not open and forgiving and loving, first, I would really start focusing on should you be there. And it might mean that you need to be somewhere that is opening uh, and forgiving and loving. You might need to move, and uh, or be the change, or be
0: exactly, out. or be Stand the change. Stand up and say, hey, exactly. look, if you've got a porn problem, you can tell me, and I exactly. won't judge you. Right. I will help
1: you right to get through it. And uh, but but the point is, find somebody who you can connect with that mm-hmm. that you can be real with. Not only that you can be real with, but will be a brother's keeper and hold you accountable.
0: Right. Now this doesn't mean, see, there are so many things to be careful with yeah. because of the, the community that we are in, in our churches. Whenever someone does open up to you, dude, do not take that as an opportunity to, you know what? I talked to a brother and we really need to pray for him. He's yeah. suffering from this and blah. we use this as an opportunity for gossip right? and, and all this other thing. We, Those barriers, love has to infiltrate this whole thing. Yeah, And so we need to, to, things that are said in confidence, we keep them in confidence. We try to, to, that way we can establish this whole idea of uh, it's okay to share it with me. Right. I'm not going to betray that. Um, I want to mention a a piece of software that um, I, I think... Deserves to, to to at least be looked at if you're dealing with this type of thing. Yeah. And and the reason why I like it is because it it, it promotes accountability with one another. Right. It's called uh, X3Watch, and you can get it at X3Watch.com. Mm-hmm. Here's what it does. It'll go on your phone, it'll go on your tablets, it'll go on your computer or whatever, and it will contact people you put in the list right. whenever you break. That barrier. Right. So you go to a website you're not supposed to go to, even if that's in the privacy of your bathroom on a a cell phone, Jeremiah is going to get an email (laughs) saying, David looked at this website, right? And so it makes that sin that you're keeping in in the dark, it's bringing it into the light. Right. Because then... Jeremiah can say, Hey, what was that site you were looking at the other right. day? Man, it didn't sound good. <laughs> Let's look these up. Let's <laughs> no, what no, is no, that no. there? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. So yeah. And if you don't, you don't have to use the software. But what I'm getting at is that's that kind of openness right. is what I think we should do. And, use. you
1: know, yeah. um, for me, I've found I've used Triple X Watch. I've actually put it on. Uh, kids uh, who come to me and say I'm having trouble with this, mm-hmm. I put it on, you know, there and hold them accountable. Um, but one that I found uh, that has helped me even more, triple X is awesome unless you you uh, are using um, an Android and that screws up.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so the one I recommend uh, and the one I use now is called Covenant Eyes. It's eight bucks a month. It's more expensive, but Covenant Eyes actually goes on everything and it does the same thing Triple X does, but it also monitors apps.
0: Oh, and
1: okay. uh, see, you can get on your web browser with Triple X and it'll monitor that, but it won't monitor the apps. Okay. Uh, this one actually tells you what app has been installed mm-hmm. on your on the phone. So let's say that it's monitoring. Triple uh, X Monitor is your main web browser, but if you download another web browser uh, that has private in browsing, right. it won't monitor. Them. Oh,
0: yeah. So then you can skate it. Exactly. You, There's yeah.
1: ways to get around it, and if you're an addict, what
0: There's are you? There's probably do? ways to get around almost anything. The,
1: exactly. That's the point. Um, but this one actually, it'll tell you if you're downloading another web browser, so mm-hmm. the person will know. Hey, uh, well, and, why and you do that? part of
0: this is about. I want help. Exactly. So I want to get something that will help me be open about it. Right. And this is the type of answer exactly. for for that type of thing. Right. Um, I find it interesting you said it's called covenant eyes. That reminds me, it, that has to come from Job uh, 31, which oh. is a verse I, I have pulled up here. Yeah. That um, Job 31 verse uh, 1 says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look with lust at a young woman for what has God above chosen for us? What is our inheritance from the Almighty on high? And so we need to make a covenant yes, with yes. our yes. eyes. And so this is Job saying not not saying I'm I'm not gonna lust after a woman because God told me to. I am doing this. I right. am I'm, I'm taking it upon myself. I'm making a promise to myself and and so that's what I think is is very important on this.
1: Awesome. Let's uh let's talk about the porn industry itself and women.
0: Yeah, because one of the things I want to get in here before we run out of time is a, a dealing with sex trafficking, sex and human trafficking in general is at a crazy all time high right that's now. That's right. So now and part of that is sex trade the sex trade, and uh you may not realize this but the porn industry is sex trafficking. Yeah. And and it's a modern slave industry. It is, and yeah. and the women that that are there on the screen, the men too, but primarily the women that they, that are on the screen doing those performances are slaves. Right. Uh, you can listen to their their testimonies, especially the ones who have come out of the industry because they're more open about it. Yeah. Uh, the ones that are still in it aren't going to be open because they got to get that next gig. That's right. Uh, but I want to give you some statistics. Uh, that a lot of people probably don't know about, yeah. about uh, pornography. Um, but there are uh, 68 known porn stars who have committed suicide. So that's a lot for one small group of people. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Right? Uh, yeah. And it, it, and it's, it is, could be higher than that. But those are the ones that we know with suicide. The primary uh, the suicide method is, is hanging in in the industry. But uh, but over uh, two hundred over two hundred porn stars have died from AIDS, drugs, suicide, homicide, accidental, and premature deaths since two thousand and three. Over two hundred. So oh. yeah, you just you can just go through the list, and it's crazy. How these people are—they're addicted to drugs. They're full of se- of sexually transmitted diseases uh, like AIDS or um, uh, yeah. chlamydia or uh, gonorrhea or several of these other things. Um, the average life expectancy of a porn star, thirty-six point two years. That's crazy. The average life expectancy—that—that that is insane. Yeah. Not even forty years old. Right. Before. Uh, either taking their own life or losing it through drugs or whatever. Right. There's been 36 drugs related deaths among porn stars since the year 2000. Uh 46 suicides among porn stars since the year 2000. Um chlamydia and gonorrhea among the performers is 10 times greater than that of the, of LA county's 20 to 24 year olds. Wow. So like 10 times greater. Uh and this is uh, one of the things that, that pops up all the time, is these these girls get sold into the, to the idea that, hey, we get tested all the time. No one's got STDs, and so it'll be okay. But that's absolutely wrong. Right. They're, they are, almost every porn star will contract uh, chlamydia or gonorrhea or whatever within the first month that she is performing. Wow. So now these performers, they make anywhere from 400 to $1,500 per shoot. Right. Depending on your experience and what you're willing to do, and uh, generally, um, from most accounts that I've heard, these women are addicted to drugs and alcohol, and uh, before too long, they have to get extremely high to even be able to go through right.
1: with it. We've listened to at least four or five different accounts, and every single one says I had to, I had to get high. Um, in order to do the shoot, and that's that's a shock to me. You know, right?
0: It's all fake. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's it's just crazy. It's yeah. um the the just the AIDS and everything is just uh, running rampant. Um, in the oh, check this out: of thirteen hundred and fifty-one pastors surveyed, fifty-four percent had viewed internet pornography within the last year. So that, that, I just happened to see that. But, that, but it, it's, it's, um, it's just amazing.
1: Yeah, it's an epidemic. It
0: says, and uh, in, in along those same lines, 50% of men and 20% of women in the church regularly view porn. Wow.
1: What's that say about child pornography?
0: Child pornography is one of the fastest growing businesses online, and the content is becoming much worse. In 2008... Internet Watch Foundation found that 1,536 individual child abuse domains. That's domain, so that's actual websites. Websites, yes. Of child abuse. So of, of child abuse. Over, over 1,500. So, um, but anyway, it's, it's just disgusting. it's just crazy how much. And listen to some of these quotes. These are quotes from porn star producers and from porn stars. Um, this is Lexington Steele, who is a porn producer. He said, "I find myself not that much unlike the slaves and slave traders of some 400 years ago. I participate in the most heinous of all trades—the buying and selling of human flesh. I trade my own flesh for monetary compensation, and I sell the flesh of others for the same." So it's ad- admitted, admittedly, um, yeah. that and uh, Vince Boyer who is a porn producer, says the girls get torn up like usual. And um, contusion (laughs) is another porn producer. He says degradation drives the business. There are things going on right now that are way over the line. Um, Paul Thomas is another porn producer. He says even the mildest pornography is shocking to the average person, person, and I'm surprised that it's even legal. Um, Julie Meadows is a former porn star said this industry is full of people that hate, literally hate women um, and then this young lady who just got out of the porn industry and is born again Christian name, uh, she, her stage name was Jenna Presley and her real name is Brittany Ruiz she said it was torture for seven years I was miserable, I was lonely I eventually turned to drugs and alcohol and attempted suicide I knew I wanted out, but I didn't know how to get out. And this is the story we hear over and over again. Yeah. These 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 girls, whenever they're young, they feel unloved, they feel ugly, they feel unappreciated. They come from broken homes. They come from abusive homes.
1: Yeah, uh, abuse is a big one for me. Uh, one of the uh, I was listening to an interview. And one of the, one of the ladies. She says, you know, I was I was uh, abused as a as a child and and so the guy asked her, so how many women in your uh, uh, in in the profession uh, have the same story or have been abused? And she said um, most, and and he said, how many do you know? He said, she said every every single one I know wow. has been abused whenever they were a kid.
0: And that's that was. Uh Chrissy Moran. Chrissy that, Moran, That yeah. said that. And so, yeah, she has also uh, left the porn industry and right. is now uh, trying to follow Christ. Right. And, uh, but, you know, it's, it's like, this, it's the same story. They're, they're abused. They find They go and they find out that if they take off their clothes and strip, people all of a sudden are interested in them. And think that they're beautiful, and tell them that they're beautiful, and right. so they go, uh, they they get them into these modeling careers, which then turns into, hey, we're making a romance film, and you want to be involved, and so this it just escalates until they're being trapped into it. And once they're in the industry, then it becomes this 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 um, downward spiral. There's right. no way out of it because what kind of job are you going to get outside of the porn industry after you've been in it? And then at the same time, you're having to be abused uh, daily. You're having to uh, to get high in order to get through it. And uh, here's the reality, guys. Whenever you're sneaking into your closet or whatever or the bathroom or whatever to watch this stuff, you're guilty of chaining these women. Yeah. and And that's that's one of the things that to me was just a huge impactful thing on, on how I viewed pornography because it's abuse to these women. And most of them are, are in it because they're trapped in it and they're only trapped in it because we will watch it. Right. So until you stop, it won't stop. Right. And, and so we need to make sure that, that, we view these people as people, yeah. created in God's image. That but when you're loves.
1: watching them on an image uh, on a screen, you are not yeah. viewing them as a person. No, it's not just at all. A,
0: she's just a piece of flesh. Exactly, she's, she's just an object. Yeah, and and that, and I think that will help change things. Yeah, when you start to see these people as abused people. That God loves and wants to and wants to bring them out of these chains yeah. and this bondage. And here we are, at ambassadors to, of Christ, yeah. supposed to be reaching out and bringing people out of bondage. And what right. are we doing? Wrapping chains around them.
1: Right. And not only that, but. I- I heard a sermon one time from a pastor who said this and it just kinda rocked my world. He said, You know, the Christian lifestyle is all all about striving to be like like Jesus. Mm -hmm. Striving to be Christ like He said, I can put as many restrictions on myself as I want. I can, you know, I can you know, say, All right, I'm gonna you know, whenever I'm in the grocery store, I'm gonna turn the magazines You know, to the back, so I'm not looking at (laughs) the the chick, or, you know, I'm going to make sure that I don't, you know, have the internet on these, you know, make sure it has the strictest blocks on it. So, and he said, you know, I could, if I wanted to, whenever I was walking in a mall, I could walk by the Victoria's Secret store and look over and see the scantily clad women and immediately turn my head to be a, and I literally turned my head, so I heard that, hope they heard that, but (laughs) anyway. And turn my head to be, you know, to be, to be a good Christian, or I could be like Christ. This is what I believe Christ would do. He would walk by that store. He would look at the woman, and then he would look into her eyes on the image and, and ponder to himself, "I wonder what made that woman feel like she had to degrade herself to the point that she's in." Mm-hmm. And pray for that woman.
0: And and all you got to do is read these women's stories. Yeah. To to hear what made them get to that point. Right. And it's not, it's never a pretty thing. No. And, uh, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. I want to make sure that as, as you guys, uh, go out and leave this, that you've got some resources that you can go to. Sure. Your church, your, 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 um, your fellow brothers in Christ that you can talk with and tell them about your problems. Right. Also, uh, there are, uh, a few websites I'm going to mention just right quick, you know, write them down or whatever. Uh, go visit them. Read about some of this uh, because it's it's crazy. If you want to read some of these porn star stories and, and hear how degrading it is and how horrible uh, it is and see the hope at the end of the tunnel because there's some of these l- women who have come out. And now because of their experience, they're s- as strong Christian women as you would ever uh, hope to meet. Yeah. Um, one of them, her name is Shelly Lubin. Uh, l- it's s h e l l e y l u b b e n dot com she has been um, striving she's she's a founder of a of a group called the Pink cross mm-hmm. and she's really been striving to get porn stars out of the industry mm-hmm. and so she had on her website she has tons of testimonies and tons of quotes and statistics and it's a great source to go look at uh, Chrissy Moran you were mentioning before she's also uh, right. now traveling around speaking about this stuff. And you can find her at new Chrissy, C-R-I-S-S-Y, Moran, M-O-R-A-N.com. Um, but aside from that, uh, there are some great books out there. Every Man's Battle is a very popular book by Steve Arterburn. I've read that book. It's a good, it's a good resource. But in and of itself, these things won't fix anything right. until your heart is changed. Right. And until until your heart gets to the point to where it hurts you too much to involve yourself in it yeah and,
1: i have a couple more i'd, I'd like to okay, check out samson ahead. uh the pirate monks check out wired for intimacy it's really good um and there's a there's an online research, research. we actually had a uh, a conference called a purity conference come and, and do something in our church and focused a lot on sex trafficking right. and showed the reality of it horrible, horrible reality and um, it, that's called Pure Hope Ministries really good um, and they they give out books and, and pamphlets and stuff uh, how to work with your kid mm-hmm. through pornography um, because listen by the uh, the statistics say that now by the time they're eight years old they viewed their first pornographic material. Yeah, that's just crazy. Um, That's just crazy. It is. It used to be, whenever I was a kid, it was by the time you're 12. Now Mm -hmm. it's by the time you're 8. And it keeps going down lower and lower. It's a shocking thing. Uh, Listen, um, working with kids, I know that uh, statistic, that statistic is probably pretty Mm -hmm. mild, actually. Um, That it's around 90, 95 percent. Uh, the kids that I work with have viewed pornographic right, material. Right. Wow. Um, even the most sheltered ones. Oh yeah. So.
0: And I think that now that that the internet's so easily, yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. And and it's something that we have to we have to decide to deal with. Right. So guys, make a covenant with your eyes, and 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 get involved with other people. Because we have to bear each other's burdens through this. That's right. And That's confess right. your faults one to another, pray for one for another, and strengthen each other through this. Amen. So, Jeremiah, thanks for being here, brother. Hey, thanks, David. All right, guys. God bless you. And we'll see you next time. This has been the Theonauts Podcast. Call us with your questions or comments at 972-885-7270. That's 972 I'd love to hear from you.